to Southern Middle Tennessee today. I am Chris Yao, and I'm so glad to be with you here on this Wednesday edition. Thank you guys for hanging out with with me last night. Appreciate it, and I'm glad to be again here with you this Wednesday edition. We start with news in and around Murray County. Legal Aid Society's Columbia Office of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands of Tennessee's largest nonprofit law firm announced today the opening of its relocated Columbia office at 1503 Hatcher Lane, Suite 105. The Columbia office's attorney and legal services will continue unchanged in the new location through additional staff may be joining in the near future. Previously, the office had been located at 1121 Trotwood Avenue in Suite 4. Legal Aid Society is proud to have been a part of the Columbia community for more than 40 years, said Patricia Jones, lead attorney for the Columbia office. In this new location, which is just a short drive away from our old offices, we will continue providing needed free legal services to low-income residents of Columbia and the surrounding areas. State legislators are considering changes to the third grade retention law that will take effect next year, mulling new learning support for early grades and minimum age to begin kindergarten. Based on last year's test results, 67% of Murray County Public Schools uh, third graders could face uh, retention. Just 32.9% of MCPS third graders met or exceeded proficiency requirements on tests last spring. Murray County is a district that is indeed working with legislators to amend the third grade retention law. If left as is, the children that experience the most detrimental and poignant effects of being out of school due to the pandemic will be retained in third grade. We have current third graders that have never experienced full in-person school year, judged by a single data point via a state-mandated test potentially being retained, MCPS District Spokesperson Jack Cobb told Main Street Murray via email. In MCPS, the retention of hundreds of third graders will cause a ripple effect regarding staffing allocations at our elementary schools, create building capacity issues, and transportation woes. Lawmakers passed the third grade retention law during a special education-focused legislative session in 2021. It requires third graders who fail to meet or exceed expectations on the spring TCAP test to repeat the grade. Students can avoid retention by attending summer school or tutoring programs. English language learners and those who have already been held back a grade are not impacted. Cuyahoga Republican Representative Scott Sapicki, Chairman of the House Education Instruction Subcommittee, says the legislature should require proficiency and supports like tutoring and summer school before third grade to ensure students are set up for success at the third grade cutoff. We need to make sure that we're getting to the point that if a student fails the third grade TCAP test, we're shocked because we wouldn't. We probably missed a learning disability, Sapiki told Main Street Nashville. He also says he's open to extending the deadline for implementing the third grade retention law, which will impact third graders moving to fourth grade this fall. I think we need to look at it, not to erase that line in the sand, but to make sure we have all of the proper support all the way back into kindergarten, he said. Would it be better for us to roll this one year, make sure we pass legislation to increase all the supports that so that going forward, we're two to two and a half years from COVID to where our teachers have had the opportunity of two years in the classroom to get our kids back on track. 
Third grade is an important transition year. After third grade, students move from learning to read to reading to learn. Without successful reading skills, the student may not be able to keep up well. Sapiki says he's open to changing the minimum age to begin kindergarten. Currently, Tennessee children may enter kindergarten if they turn five years old before August 15th and must enroll in school no later than the beginning of the academic year following the child's sixth birthday. Starting kindergarten later could help students have the maturity and development to be more successful, he says. More than 80% of students testing on a grade level are students who started kindergarten later, according to Sapiki. House Speaker Cameron Sexton says he's willing to consider raising the minimum age for kindergarten. As we are starting our kids, are we starting our kids too early in school? Maybe we need to have them a bit older than what is required right now, he says. Sexton says the legislature may expand measures of third grade proficiency to include benchmark tests administered throughout the year and not the TCAP test alone, as the law stands now, so one bad day doesn't throw a student off track. I don't think you can continue to go year after year and not have some accountability, Sexton said. Governor Bill Lee says he's willing to look at changes proposed by the legislature, but he says, the, I like the law as it is. I think one of the worst things we can do is move a child from third to fourth grade if they can't read, Lee told reporters on Friday. The statistics show that evidence shows that that's a very bad move for children that ends up in the long term being very harmful to them. A collection of bills passed by the 2022 General Assembly are to become effective January 1st. This includes key legislation that provides tax relief to farmers. The law exempts farmers from sales tax on items and services for used for agricultural production, including building materials, repair services, and labor, among other expenses used in agriculture production. The tax reduction totals $2.8 million and does not include items such as automobiles, excuse me, automobiles, household appliances, or fuel used in vehicles that travel on public highways in the state. Agriculture is the backbone of Tennessee's economy, and I'm glad we can provide assistance to hardworking farmers who are dedicated to putting food on the tables of families across the region, said Senator John Stevens of Huntington, who sponsored legislation. By eliminating this sales tax, we can help small family farms stay in the family for generations by lowering costs and making it easier to turn a profit. I'm very pleased to have had the privilege to sponsor this legislation that made this possible. Another new law aims to support foster youth. The law reimburses eligible relatives of foster youth to support the cost of raising the child. It also expands eligibility to ages 18 to 21 for foster youth transitioning from state custody to adulthood to access services. The legislation will keep foster kids and a family without them coming into state custody and experiencing trauma that can occur, said Senator Paige Wally of Savannah, who co-sponsored the bill. I believe this legislation is a step in the right direction for our kids, our families, and our state. Two other new laws offer consumer and privacy protections. One of them requires businesses that allow someone to sign up for a service or subscription online to provide a clear way to end or cancel the subscription without any additional steps. If a company violates the act, then the individual who suffered a loss may bring civil action for damages. The other law strengthens privacy protections for Tennessee homeowners who may not want their home address easily accessible. The law allows homeowners to file a written request to the property assessor to have their first and last names appear as unlisted in the ownership field. Of online databases. 
There have been instances where law enforcement officers, in particular deputies or police officers, have had individuals find out where they live and literally come to their homes, said bill sponsor Richard Briggs of Knoxville. This law would help prevent situations like that from happening. Another new law mandates human uh, annual human trafficking training. The new law requires the Department of Correction, Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, and the Department of Human Services to be directed to work with a nonprofit charitable organization to provide mandatory training to the appropriate personnel on the identification, intervention, prevention, and treatment of human trafficking victims. The Tennessee General Assembly will convene January 10th to begin the 2023 session of the 113th General Assembly. Our social media can be a double-edged sword, but this Christmas season the sword was turned upward for a group of Murray County men. With temperatures reaching negative numbers on Thursday through Saturday, a shelter became vital for survival among those in the local homeless community. Four unhoused men who frequent Cabin Coffee on James Campbell Boulevard found out that Murray County's Christmas spirit still shining bright after a Facebook post led to them being able to have a warm place to stay for an entire week. Some of our baristas noticed these men coming in every day and then would see them later at places around town asking for help, Cabin Coffee owner Brad Harrob said. They decided they wanted to help with the weather that we knew was coming. I put it out there on social media and the community went above and beyond. They were open to help. Some people in their situation don't like to accept help, but they wanted it, so we were able to do this for them. The spirit of both the employees and Murray County community allowed Harab to make sure the men not only had lodging for an unprecedented cold wave over the weekend, but also had options for food as well. It grew so fast, and we were able to get them a hotel room in town for seven days in two rooms. We took the amount that we had left over and bought some gifts to restaurants and fast food so they would have something to eat, he said. A simple post on social media was made quickly was quickly shared across different groups and the response was overwhelmingly positive. I put the initial post on Facebook and walked away because I was running the shop and I didn't think about it for about an hour. Some of the young staff members who were concerned and care for these men asked me how the post was doing. So I looked at my Venmo and it had exploded to the point after two hours we had to shut it down. Once the men learned they would be have a place to sleep, they were elated to know they would not be scavenging for a place in the freezing weather. These men sleep in tents and in a broken-down vehicle. That wasn't going to be a viable option last weekend, Harab said. I drove them over to the hotel, and on their drive over, they were so giddy. I could hear them saying how great it would be to lay their head on a real pillow and have a warm bed. Harab said this has also been a wonderful experience and lesson for his staff, but also for the community. We're 100% about being good community members and caring for people. These guys may be down on their luck, but they're members of our community, and we have to look out for and make sure they're not outside in this freezing weather, he said. A lot of my staff are high school students, and they're getting to see in real time the people of Murray County reaching out to take care of its own, and that's been a beautiful thing. They've been well cared for, and will hopefully have a great Christmas. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, We'll take a look at your hometown memorials and more news from across the state of Tennessee right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Stick around.
Life Business Insurance, Shelter Agent Tommy Hunt Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. We're known for a lot of great things here in Tennessee, but there's one thing we've got to fix now. Tennessee leads the nation in gun thefts, and too often, criminals use stolen guns in violent crimes. I'm TBI Director David Roush. Help us prevent gun thefts. When you're not carrying, secure your guns, not only at home, but also in your car. Secure it. Lock it. Help stop it. Take the extra step. Together, we can keep Tennessee safe. Brought to you by the TBI, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Funded under an agreement with the State of Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration Office of Criminal Justice Programs. Supported by Award 2020 MUBX0051. Awarded by the Bureau of Justice Assistance, Office of Justice Programs, USDOJ. You're listening to your local radio. Chris Yao, joined 
joining you this morning, and we are so glad to be with you. Looking forward to yet a, another beautiful day here in southern Middle Tennessee. We will now take a, take a look at our hometown memorials here. Christine Curry Grimmett or Dot passed away peacefully on December 24th at Murray Regional uh, Hospital after a short illness. Visitation will be held on Wednesday from 3 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols. The funeral will be held Thursday at 10:30 at the funeral home. Oaks and Nichols is assisting the family. The, fa the service will be conducted by Houston Marshall and Stephen Kelly. She was buried beside her grandparents, William Newt and Fanny Kennedy Curry, at Cedar Hill Cemetery. Bobby Keith Huggo Huckabee, 58, a resident of Pulaski, died Thursday, December 22nd, at his residence. Funeral services will be conducted Thursday, December 29th, at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends Thursday at 11 a.m. until the time of the service. Bobby Thomas T. Tom Simmons, 88, heavy equipment operator for Smith Contractors and former resident of Columbia, died Tuesday, December 20th, 2022 at NHC in Lawrenceburg. A graveside memorial service will be conducted Wednesday, December 28th at 12.30 p.m. at Polk Memorial Gardens, and Brian Gregory will be officiating. Military honors will be provided by Herbert Griffin, American Legion Post 19. The family will visit with friends Wednesday from 11 a.m. to noon at Oaks and Nichols. And now I look for at news from across the state. Governor Bill Lee has granted executive clemency to 16 people, including Davidson County women. Uh, granted expedited parole eligibility for 30 more who are currently in prison under an outdated drug-free school zone law. Executive clemency is a very serious responsibility that is unique to the role of the governor, Lee told reporters in a conference call on Thursday. It is not something I take lightly. This announcement and these decisions are the result of a very deliberate and comprehensive process. All clemency grants announced on Thursday were recommended by the Tennessee Board of Parole and unopposed by victims and their families. Lee granted 13 pardons, expedited parole eligibility for two people, and commuted one sentence to time served. Thursday marks the second time Lee has granted executive clemency during his four-year term. Last December, Lee granted executive clemency to 17 different people. He expedited parole eligibility for two Davidson County women, Tabitha White and Alicia Williams. For both cases, the Board of Parole will hold a hearing to determine whether they will be released from prison. Lee's commutation does not guarantee the, the parole will be granted. White was convicted in April 2021 of first-degree murder, and Williams was convicted of second-degree murder in 2012. Lee also commuted the sentence of 78-year-old William Mee of Meigs County to time served, ending his parole. Mee was convicted in 1981 of first-degree murder, and he has been living on parole since 2004 and has had no violations or reprimands for nearly 30 years. Mee completed vocational training while in prison and is now a barber. He also granted executive pardons or official statements of forgiveness to 13 individuals who have already completed their time in prison 
and are no longer incarcerated. Lee also granted parole eligibility to 30 people currently incarcerated under an old version of Tennessee's drug-free school zone law. Previously, that law required mandatory minimum sentences to be significantly increased if a crime was committed within 1,000 feet of a school. Many offenders' sentences were increased under that law even when their crimes did not involve children. In 2020, state lawmakers reduced the 1,000-foot radius to 500 feet to avoid increased sentences for offenses unrelated to school campuses. Meanwhile, several hundred offenders currently incarcerated would also already be eligible for parole under the new criteria. More than 80 requested parole eligibility after the law changed. Lee said all applicants who were not granted clemency this round will be reconsidered in the future without any need to apply again. All those granted clemency Thursday are currently incarcerated and the Board of Parole will hold hearings for each in the future. Alright, we'll take another quick break here and we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Stick around. and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well. But we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. I can see Walker walk, walk. Time for one final story of the day. November's unemployment numbers improved a majority of Tennessee's 95 counties, according to newly released data from the Department of Labor and Workforce Development. 62 counties experienced a drop in jobless rates during November when compared to the previous month. The rates remained the same in 25 counties and increased slightly in the remaining eight counties. Nearly every county in Tennessee logged an unemployment rate below 5%. Only three counties marked rates exceeding 5%, but under 10. Williamson, Moore, and Cheatham counties each had a rate of 2.5% in November, the lowest in the state, and Williamson County's rate increased by 0.1% of a percentage point compared to October's revised figures. Uh, and Cheatham and Moore counties each saw their rates decline by 0.1 of a percentage point. 
With rates of 2.6%, Wilson, Rutherford, and Sumner counties had the next lowest November unemployment in Tennessee. Sumner County's rate went down by 0.2 percentage of a point. Rutherford County's rate dropped by 0.1%, and the number for Wilson County was unchanged. Bledsoe County's November unemployment of 5.3 was the highest in the state and mirrored its rate from October. Perry and Scott counties had the next highest rates for November at 5%. Scott County's figure declined by 0.2 percentage point, and Perry County's rate decreased by 0.1 for the month. Tennessee's statewide seasonally adjusted unemployment rate for November remained unchanged from its October's rate of 3.5%. County unemployment rates are not seasonally adjusted to account for different seasonal impacts on the workforce. Uh, The Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development has prepared an in-depth analysis of the state's county unemployment data, which is available online at TennesseeWorkReady.com. TNWorkReady.com has easy access to links to Tennessee's reemployment services, including adult education, the Office of Reentry, the Virtual American Job Center, and Apprenticeship Tennessee. The state of Tennessee will release the statewide unemployment data for December 2022 next month on January 19, 2023. We do have time for one more story, and We'll get to that in just now. Spring Hill firefighters will soon see their pay raised for more strongly compete with the other area departments. The city's Board of Mayor and Alderman voted unanimously last week to boost the pay of 57 frontline firefighters who work at least 2,756 annual hours. The increased pay will take effect on the pay period beginning January 7, 2023. Fire Chief Greg Temple said the increase will help to both recruit and retain firefighters within the department. Main Street Murray reached out to the cities of Franklin and Lewisburg as well as Columbia for a previous story that revealed Spring Hill firefighters make around $5,000 less than their nearby counterparts annually. A press release following the pay bump cited a review of pay levels from across the state and found that Spring Hill was below most comparable agencies. Recently, the city voted to apply for a grant that would aid in the hiring of firefighters due to a serial understaffing issue within the department. In fact, according to Temple, Spring Hills Fire Department is understaffed by at least 13 firefighters based on the guidelines provided by the National Fire Protection Agency. A report to the board noticed noted a retrospective review from July 1st to September 30th of this year that found Spring Hill Fire operated apparatus severely understaffed or having two firefighters per apparatus six different times. It was understaffed with just three firefighters per apparatus 323 times and only properly staffed with four firefighters 43 times in that July 1st to September 30th period. According to staff reports presented to the board at that meeting, the cost of staffing the department without help from a grant would be 812000 in salaries and benefits, not including health care costs, plus 77350 in equipment necessary to outfit the employees. The estimated cost of increasing firefighter salaries through the fiscal year 22-23 is $156,301.11. A resolution was also passed at the most recent meeting to fund the purchase of an additional 18 sets of turnout equipment to meet NFPA standards. The cost of that gear is $48,600. Thanks for bearing with me here on this Wednesday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Looking forward to being with you again soon but again tom price will return tomorrow so make sure to enjoy tom and we will see you guys next time again if you are 
looking for the most complete and comprehensive coverage of news, sports, and lifestyles in and around Murray County. You can find that at MainStreetMurray.com. Shameless plug, no doubt there. But I uh, do appreciate you guys uh, who have subscribed, and you can subscribe for just $25 per year and have our paper mailed to you each week, mailed to your mailbox each and every Wednesday for, again, the most comprehensive and complete coverage of news and sports around Murray County. Again, I'm Chris Yow, filling in for Tom Price. Looking forward to seeing you guys again very soon. This has been Front Porch Radio News and Southern Middle.